Welcome to our podcast today on A Course in Miracles. We're so happy to have you with us. What's today's lesson, Sandra? Uh, 259, let me remember that there is no sin. Oh, let me remember that there is no sin. Sin is the only thought that makes the goal of God seem unattainable. What else could blind us to the obvious and make the strange and distorted seem more clear? What else but sin engenders our attacks? What else but sin could be the source of guilt, demanding punishment, and suffering? And what but sin could be the source of fear, obscuring God's creation, giving love the attributes of fear and of attack? Father, I would not be insane today. I would not be afraid of love, nor ask, nor seek for refuge in the opposite. For love can have the, no opposite. You are the source of everything there is, and everything that is remains with you, and you with it. Yeah, I, I think it's good that he says sin is insanity. Mm. Yes. So I'm glad that I have worked out most of my church dogma, which took me a while, but I'm really glad I could let go of it and replace it with the Course in Miracles. Yeah, and... Some churches, like the Catholic Church, believe in original sin. And it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve, you know, like like Eve sinned and they were thrown out of the garden and then women got this sort of bad rap and then every child that's born is through a woman and they're sort of originally sinful because they came out, came out of Eve. Mm. So that's kind of how the mythology goes. But um, this Course in Miracles is telling us that that's all made up. It's like guilt demands punishment and you can't have sin without guilt. Mm. And I think that, you know, it does say that you have to correct your mind and you've made some mistakes, but mistakes don't have sin. See, there's a difference between sin and a mistake. Like if I'm, I'm a kid and I'm learning my, my mathematic tables and I say, well, um, four times six is... 23 that's a, that's a mistake 4 times 6 is 24 but I'm not guilty for that I'm not it, it doesn't it's not a sin it's a mistake I'm innocent even though I made a mistake mm-hmm. I think that's the basic premise right and that's the premise of the Course in Miracles you're innocent even though you thought you were guilty even when you thought you were guilty, you were still innocent. Yeah. I think in the text it says somewhere the belief in sin is a request for death. So when the church says you're born a sinner, that's a horrible thing to tell somebody. You're condemning them to death. And yeah. Or, or if, you know, these born-again Christian churches, evangelical churches say, well, if you don't, if you don't have Jesus in your life, then you're going to hell. You know, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. And the only way you can 
avoid that is is to you know be saved but what about people in the Amazon jungle who've never even heard of Christianity well I remember now when you said that I used to ask that of my Sunday school teachers what about people in Thailand and over there they never answered me properly yeah because because they they knew they were off that's mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. So yeah, this this let us remember that there is no sin. It's a great lesson. It it just kind of wipes it all away. Yeah, let us remember that your church is probably off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I remember, you know, I had this wonderful Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Gaines, and uh, she was so delightful. She had us memorize like the Lord's Prayer and 23rd Psalm and the boys got little matchbox cars when they did that. And I, I memorized quite a lot of things so I had a lot of matchbox cars. Mm. But I just loved Mrs. Gaines. She was so loving and motherly. And, and then when I got older I had this other Sunday school teacher and yeah, Mr. Stotts and he was he was the local, one of the local radio station hosts, so he's kind of famous in our little town. And uh, he was he was saying, well, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, and you know I just couldn't reconcile fear, because Mrs. Gaines, God was love, mm. and God was joy. It had nothing to do with fear. And then later when I was being told, well, God is, you know, you're supposed to face God with fear and trepidation, it, did, it didn't make sense to me. And that's when I knew there were inconsistencies in the church dogma. And from there on, I, I just kept pulling away, pulling away, mm. pulling away. It's and, probably in the Bible you have to fear God. I bet, you know, it probably means something else. Yeah, I think it probably is in the Old Testament. And it probably has been mistranslated or not. It could also be that that's just the conventional belief system in, in Christianity. You know, this kind of fear of God. Maybe it should be awe. Mm -hmm. Awe and, and like kind of ecstasy, but not fear. So anyhow, there, that, that whole thing about sin and fear, fear and sin go together. I think that's what the lesson says. And the Course is trying to free us from all that baloney. Mm -hmm. Sin is the only thought that makes the goal of God seem unattainable. Yeah, so the lesson before was let me remember my goal is God. So now this is saying sin is going to get in there. Prevent you from that. Prevent you yeah. from it. I remember Tara Singh saying, you know, Dr. Shukman had told him the only real sin, if there is one, is ingratitude. Mm. Ingratitude. Or, you know, being angry at God's not, not too good either. You're not grateful for your own life. Therefore, you blame God for all your mistakes. Mm -hmm. Sin is the only thought that makes the goal of God seem unattainable. What else 
could blind us to the obvious and make the strange and the distorted seem more clear. What else but sin engenders our attacks? What else but sin could be the source of guilt, demanding punishment and suffering? And what but sin could be the source of fear, obscuring God's creation, giving love the attributes of fear and of attack? Yeah, so sin, fear, punishment, suffering. You know, it's interesting, Here, here's where you often say guilt demands punishment. Well, here it is right here. Mm -hmm. What else but sin could be the source of guilt demanding punishment mm -hmm. and suffering? So sin, you can't have sin without guilt. Yeah. That's the kind of the definition of it. You made a mistake and you're guilty. And then because you're guilty, you deserve punishment. I mean, the whole, the whole penal system is set up that way. Mm. You know, the whole world is set up that way. And you know, people that are, people that are in jail didn't get there like overnight. They probably had a whole life of disapproval and uh, punishment and parents that didn't give them the love they needed and, um, you know, so it's, it's a very uh, long chain of, of infractions. So here's the prayer. Father, I would not be insane today. So that's another thing. It associates sin with insanity. Mm -hmm. If you think you're a sinner, you're insane. I would not be afraid of love, nor seek for refuge in its opposite, for love can have no opposite. You are the source of everything there is, and everything that is remains with you, and you with it. Well, yeah, it's like you were saying, sin is the request for death, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you free yourself from this concept of sin or this pressure in your mind of sin, then you're free to be happy, healthy, holy, and live forever, right? Mm. Father, I would not be insane today. I would not be afraid of love. Why do you think we're afraid of love? Because uh, the ego is addicted to fear. So, okay. So, you know, fear, and also I think the ego is addicted to thinking it's a sinner. Mm -hmm. and, it demand, and it deserves punishment. Therefore, it rejects love, mm -hmm. which is the opposite of all that, you know. I would not be afraid of love, nor seek for refuge in its opposite. 
Sin, guilt, and fear are the opposite of love. But it's saying, but love has no opposite because those things are not real. They feel like they are, but we project them. And because we project them, we project guilt onto others. Therefore, when we make mistakes, we feel guilty too. So it's, it's a whole syndrome of fear, guilt, anger, attack, punishment, and eventually death. You are the source of everything there is. What do you think about that statement? What does that mean, you are the, you are the source of everything there is? Well, if you are one with your creator, I am as God created me, right? Yeah. Isn't that a statement of oneness? Yeah. So then, and your creator is the source of everything there is, then there's part of you that's the source mm -hmm. of everything there is. Mm -hmm. But you not separate from God is the source of everything. Yes. Your true self is the source of everything there is. Just like in this, uh, in this section a little earlier, it says, myself is ruler of the universe, right? Yeah. That was 252. And two, no, that was 253. 252 was um, the Son of God is my identity. Then it said, myself is ruler of the universe. Well, now it's saying you are the source of everything there is. So your energy that gives you life and God's energy are the same thing. And then that makes you the source of everything. You're connected to every atom in creation, in other words. Because you were the first creation with, you were the first extension of God, let's say. You know, the sun, the light. Let's just say, well, there's the void, and the void is God, and the void is love, but it hasn't manifested anything. It's a, that's why it's a void. Mm -hmm. And then the first manifestation is the sun, the light. So you were there at the beginning as the first extension of, of the Creator, and that makes you so connected to the source, you could say you are also the source. And then everything after that came. You know, the planets, the stars, the, you know, water on the planets, the earth, air, fire. So you are the source of everything there is. And everything that is remains with you and you with it. It's pretty lofty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the main thing to remember here is that we're not sinners. We never were sinners. And there is no sin. And there is no sin. And they're just... And you have to forgive the church because they taught you then. Yeah, we do. Okay. All right.
Thank you.